Chapter 18, uh, closely associated with Chapter 17 on leases, is Chapter 18 on property management. Uh, there isn't a, a lot of material in here that's uh, critically important for you, but we'll cover the major aspects of, chap of uh, Chapter 18 property management that I think you should know for the final exam as well as for the state exam. So hopefully we'll cover this pretty quickly. On page 364, about the middle of the page, they talk about the property manager carrying out goals of the property owner by making sure the property earns income. So earning income is the primary duty of a property manager. The number one goal of most investors and most owners of property is to is to earn uh, you know, net operating income. Uh, there are other duties that property managers do as as a result of uh, that goal of earning a property a property income and that would include maintaining the o owner's investment in other words maintaining and taking care of the property uh, marketing the property and and uh, getting tenants and once you get tenants you have to negotiate leases with the tenants and take their security deposits and return them when their leases are over and then of course collecting and accounting for rents and expenses so there's going to be some reporting you're going to have to do uh, Mr. Property Manager to your owner or your investor but again, the primary duty of a property manager is to, uh, is to glean uh, income for the investor or for the owner. Obviously. Uh, property manager must be licensed. Why? Because they collect rents, they negotiate leases, they solicit tenants for others, uh, and therefore they need to have a managing broker's license, a sponsoring broker's license, uh, or a broker's license, uh, or if it's simply residential leasing, uh, that the property managers are involved in. They could have uh, individuals licensed as a residential leasing agent, kind of a special a limited scope license. Uh, suffice to say uh, that if you're managing your own property as an owner, uh, owners managing their own properties do not have to be licensed, no do, nor do their regular employees. Uh, but you are now going into the real estate business and you may be representing a number of owners in your property management business and therefore you're going to need to have a license since you're doing this for others and not exclusively for one uh, owner. And so those are some exceptions to licensing. Owners, they're employees of owners, and what are called resident managers working for a real estate company. These resident managers would be individuals that are living in these small uh, four unit, six unit, ten unit apartment buildings and they're working for uh, a real estate company uh, and they're probably getting maybe a reduction in rent or maybe the real estate firm's paying them a little bit of a fee uh, for monthly uh, management duties. Uh, those people actually can be resident managers and be unlicensed while they work for that real estate firm. But if they leave that uh, and, and change their domicile of where they're living, uh, they can no longer continue to be a resident manager. The property management agreement creates a agency between the property management company and the owner uh, and the property management company then would be a general agent for the owner uh, doing one task but a variety of activities within that task. Like all employment agreements it must be in writing, must have a specific time period for broker employment, uh, must outline the broker manager um, and the broker responsibilities. 
uh, how they're going to get paid, how the property management company will get paid. Uh, it creates that general agency that we talked about. Uh, these will be exclusive representation so that owner will only have one property manager working for him during that period of time. Uh, we should have antitrust in that language and we certainly should have fair housing language making sure that our owners know that it's illegal to discriminate against those protected classes that we talked about in our earlier chapter on leases. Uh, what kinds of things can a property manager do? They would be budgeting their expenses, uh, certainly renting the property out. Um, the, we might want to know there's a difference between market r uh, rate and contract rate. Um, market rate is what the market will bear. Uh, contract rate is what we might be charging particular tenants at that one time. Sometimes they're different. Uh, the market rent uh, may for the for the market might be uh, fairly high, but uh, higher than our contract rent. But maybe we are desirous to get a certain tenant in there, so we reduce the rent that that uh, tenant might pay for a six-month period of time or a year period of time. So there is a difference between contract rate rent and what the market will bear, market rent. And we need to take that into consideration when we're helping the owner set rental rates. We want to make sure that when we set his rate rents that we're using our knowledge of what the current market is and what other property managers are charging for similar types of units in, in our uh, analysis before we make a determination to our uh, property man to our owner what we think his units should be renting for. We select tenants, we collect rents, uh, we, we uh, account for security deposits, collect and account for them, as well as their disposition. Uh, we will put those security deposits in our escrow accounts, these uh, uh, non-interest bearing accounts, uh, unless uh, the agreement between the tenant and the property manager is that they go into escrow bearing uh, interest bearing accounts. Uh, in our escrow accounts that we hold our security deposits in uh, as, as licensed property managers uh, holding our broker's license or our sponsoring broker's licenses, uh, we can't commingle our own funds with escrow accounts. Uh, they should be in a federally insured depository. They must go in the next business day after receiving the security deposit. Uh, we have to account for them under strict accounting rules that we're, we'll talk about. Uh, the accounting rules are saying that uh, we must keep a ledger for each escrow account, we must keep a record account for each escrow account, and we must, keep, we, must, we must reconcile our monthly ledgers for our escrow accounts so that they balance uh, within 10 days at the end of each month. Uh, interest to the tenant should be in non-interest bearing accounts unless there are 25 or more units and we know that the interest goes to the tenants and there should be in interest bearing accounts to help us pay the interest to the tenants. So non-interest bearing unless we're managing 25 or more units which is going to make us compel us by state law to pay interest. Uh, we want to maintain good relationships with our tenants. We want to maintain the property in good condition. We must be uh, concerned with environmental issues and Americans with Disability Act. Uh, as property managers, we're going to be, and our owners will be encumbered by you know, environmental uh, disclosures as well as uh, uh, disability uh, uh, compliance.
make sure our tenants are secure, to reduce liability to our owners, make sure we have adequate insurance on the property, 